Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. God's desire is to supply every need for every person in every circumstance. So let that soak in. You, in your life, think about that God wants to supply every one of your needs in every circumstance, and he wants to do it all the time, okay? And, and so we'll pray, and we'll get into this today. So Father, thank you as we look into this, that you help us to minister this. Uh, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you that it comes out clearly, and it's something that we can use in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, some of you might have gone to God previously for needs, and maybe you didn't have your need met, and maybe you were discouraged, and sometimes people react differently. You go to God, you have a need, you don't feel like He stepped in and met your need, so that either results in a few things, you no longer go to God, okay, or you think, well, maybe it isn't true, or maybe some people, they'll actually take the Scripture and they'll try to explain it away. Well, this says, it sounds like it says this, but it really means this because it didn't work, okay? So uh, if you're in any of those categories, here's, here's an important thing to know. Uh, and, and before I say that, let me say this. Every one of us in this room, I'm sure if you are here, as a matter of fact, and every time you prayed, you got an immediate answer or an answer. And every time you prayed, you got everything you prayed for 100%. Could you please come and introduce yourself to me after service? I really want to meet you. Okay? And you know as well as I that I don't think there's anyone in this room that has had that 100% results all the time. So if you have not had those kind of results and they're and you thought, well, you know, I've tried it before and it didn't work, so I don't bother with it. Here, here's what we have to know, that regardless of our situation, regardless of our results, regardless of anything, God, the Word doesn't change. So even if you had a time where you prayed and you felt like, well, God didn't step in for me, so I don't use my time there, it's really important for all of us to know we consistently go back to the Word. So it doesn't change. You had a time where you didn't feel like it worked. Does that mean you turn your back on it? Well, I say don't turn your back on it. Continue to go to the Word. We want to continue to press in and not turn back. Okay? Don't turn back, but go forward. Continue to believe what God's Word says. Continue to press in. Okay? Regardless. You don't want to quit. So Philippians 4, verse 19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So we can't explain that away. We can't change it. It is what it is. So in a few weeks, we'll talk about maybe there's hindrances. Maybe you are doing some things that are a hindrance and you don't know it. In, in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, but notice it says that my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So like what did we say earlier? Every need 
in every circumstance for every person. Every, he, he wants to supply every need for every person in every circumstance. Okay, so a lot of times when we talk about this, people immediately think money. But let's talk about like every need, jobs, careers, college, parenting, you know, wisdom to be a parent, mar- wisdom for marriage, and finances, but business, you're a business person, and God wants to help you in business. Even f- serving God, for those that choose to serve, put a lot of time in serving God, God wants to meet all of our needs for the ones that serve God. So it covers everything, every need. That means if it's a need, God wants to meet it, all right? So most of you know uh, that, have, that attend regularly that I grew up not knowing the Lord. And without the Lord, people out there that don't know the Lord, it doesn't mean they don't work hard, and it doesn't mean they don't think hard. People out there work hard, they study, and they think, and we would be deceiving ourselves if we don't think there's people out there that are very educated, very successful, and they're making a lot of money, and they don't have God in their life. Okay? Now, myself, before I knew the Lord, I became a machinist. I, had, I went to school and got my real estate license for the, for the uh, state of Ohio. I, I went through a course on refrigeration and air conditioning, which I don't know why I did. I never used it, but I, I went through a course. Uh, my brother and I, we own, we pioneered and operated our own business. This is all before tw- I was 23 years old, and I, I, could, I played the drums and the bass guitar, and I played both of them well enough to be out in public playing the drums or be out in public playing the bass guitar. And, uh, and even at the age of 18, I had a brand-new Pontiac Bonneville, if you know what that is. Those are the ones that had that long nose. They look like a boat, but dark green, you know, loaded with all the options on it when I was 18 years old. And, you know, so that, so I, I, was, a, I was a clown and a troublemaker in school, and I got terrible grades. It must have been the environment, because as soon as I got out of school, I got really ambi- ambitious, and I applied myself. Okay? But here's the difference now. I didn't know the Lord, and there's a lot of people out there that do that, but they'll take all the glory and say, I did this, I studied, I worked, and it's I, I, I. After you get to know the Lord, and you let Him help you, you start giving Him all the glory. And that's the big difference. So there's plenty of people out there. Some of the most wealthy and powerful people in the world do not know the Lord. But they take all the glory for themselves, most of them. They know they did it. Okay? So the Lord has a way, though, for people like me that were ambitious to kind of... He can, he can actually corner us and get us into a place where we have to humble ourselves and recognize that we do need him. So what happened with me is I accepted Jesus as Lord, and then two years later, the Lord said, move a thousand miles and go to to Oklahoma to go to Bible school. And so I did that. But because of my machinist qualifications, as soon as I got to Tulsa, I got a job in a machine shop. 
Now, the way that it was, I don't know if it's still that way in the States. I haven't lived there for 23 years. But the northeast part of the States, all the Europeans showed up there with all of their skills and everything. And so the northeast part had all the tradespeople that could, they worked in factories and they had all these skills. So I went down to Tulsa and got a job in a machine shop. And it was only uh, almost like the first week, the, the owner of the, it was a small shop. He said, you're my best machinist because I came from the northeast and we just were better at it. That we, we, that's what we had. So I was the number one machinist in the machine shop within a week. And I got all the, the hardest jobs they gave me because they, they said, you can do anything. And that was just because I came from the Northeast. So, um, so there again, everything seems easy. Like I just fell back on my training that, that I got before I knew the Lord. But here's what happened then. They needed a bass guitar player for a singing group to travel around to represent the Bible college. So I tried out and I, they said, you're the best bass player, so we want you. So I got into the singing group and I had to quit my machinist job and I went from machinist salary to ministry salary. And so uh, when this happened, uh, all of a sudden the bills were coming and I didn't have money to pay the bills. And now see, you see how the Lord can kind of sometimes get you in a place where you, you need Him and you can't take any glory for anything now. You need Him. And all of your training and skills, you, you can't even use them to get the job, to, to even pay your bills. or get. So here I'm in this place, you know. And even before I started to pray, uh, I went to school one day, I came back and there's an envelope taped on the door. It had Mark 11.23 on it. If you don't know what Mark 11.23 is, it's whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. So there's that, that, that's Mark 11.23. I opened the envelope and there is the perfect amount of cash in the envelope plus extra so I could pay all the bills and have some left over. And, and it was like the Lord was telling me, even before I prayed, he was saying, you're going through this transition and you used to fall back on everything you knew, but now you're going to have to start trusting me and you have to let me into your life in order to do this. And so that was like a transition. So um, here, here's some thoughts as we get into this today. Some of you have skills and education and everything where you could do it without having him so involved but what if you let him get involved? Even with all your education and skills, what if you let him in? How much easier could it be and how much more fruitful and effective could you be if you let the Lord in to help you with everything? So that we want to get into this today and look at this. So here's a story that can help us do this. In John chapter 21 and verse 3, it says, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. And then verse 11 says, so Simon Peter went abroad 
aboard, excuse me, and, and hauled the net ashore full of, a lar- full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. All right, so we want to break this down today. And one thing that we just noticed right off the bat, uh, that when God gets involved with things in our life, He can give direction and instruction that would seem odd, irrational, kind of doesn't make sense. Like, and that's like what looks like is going on here. So let's look at it and break it down and see. Look, go back to verse number three. It says, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. The first thing we want to notice is I. Like everyone say I. So, you know, the big I, you know. And so he's doing this. He chose to do it. And then it says, we will go with you. Everyone say we. So it was I and we. So here, let's make a list of the assets that they have. So here's their assets. Their boat, their nets, their plan, and their abilities. That's what they got going so far. Let's put now a list together of missing assets, which is God's plan and God's ability. All right? So going back to this now, like Peter said, I am going fishing, and they said, we will go with you. So the first thing that we want to pull out of this is they're on their own. It was I and we, and they don't talk about the Lord at all being involved in their venture to go fishing right now. Okay? So this can represent in our lives that when it's only I, and even if you have a team, if you have a business with people that work together, without the Lord, it's just I without the Lord and we without the Lord. That can represent us striving and doing our own thing. Okay? And so with that, these guys were fishermen. So they could think, well, I I mean, I've done this before. Let's go. Uh, We've done it before. We'll do it again. We know what we're doing. Let's go fishing. And they did what they've always done. And, you know, you can learn trades and skills and get education and have all the knowledge, and you can, do, you can get the job done like that. But, you know, and they, and they had that. I mean, you might be here and you might be even on higher, a higher education level than fishermen, you know, but you might be saying, well, I got educated, I went to school, and I know what I'm doing. Well, they were fishermen and they caught fish before. And they knew what they were doing, but they said, hey, let's go out and go. And they went out, but they had no results, okay? So they they thought, well, we've done it before, and it worked, but didn't work this time, okay? And you see that uh, in verse 3 where it says, but that night they caught nothing. Did what they always did, but no results, okay? So then look at verse number 6. Jesus said, cast the net on the right side of the boat. Now, the difference, I don't know how wide the boat was, but it couldn't have been that wide. So let's just say five, even if it was 10 meters, but just say five or 10 meters. Do you really think fish, you know, that it made such a difference to cast the net on the other side when the fish are under the water and that was the the difference maker? Well, I don't think that was the difference maker, the, the, five, the five meters or so uh, difference because the net got cast onto the other side. But, you know, what did change? What changed? So it was the same boat, the same nets, 
all right? But now what happened is it includes God's plan and God's ability. So what stayed the same? The boat and the nets and even the fishermen. Three things at least the same. Boat, the water probably stayed the same. (laughs) That was a joke. You guys are so serious. So the same boat, the same nets, uh, and the same fishermen. But now what's different, it's Jesus got involved, and he said, cast the net on the other side. So now you got God's plan. Uh, you got the hand of God. You could say the grace of God, God's ability, God's blessing. This is what changed. So, so as I was getting ready for this, here's, here's what the Lord said, you know, uh, about some of you need to hear this that you don't have to change families, you don't have to change careers, you don't have to change jobs, you don't have to change colleges, you don't have to change your children out for different children, you know, you don't have to change your business, but, you know, but what you, the, the change that needs to be made to have ultimate fruitfulness is that you would want to include my God, where he says, my God shall supply all of your needs. So sometimes we want to change the wrong thing sometimes we want to add the wrong thing we sometimes want to get rid of things that we don't have to get rid of but what we do need is we need to get god involved okay so with same boat same fishermen same nets different results because god's plan his hand and his ability okay so this, this direction then, you know, it was kind of odd and irrational, like casting it on the other side, but it, was, it produced a lot of fruit, all right? So with that in, in mind, I've, I've told you this story before, but I want to look at it from a maybe different angle. We lived in Italy. Um, now that was, I don't know how long ago, 20-something years ago in Italy. And uh, we were there a little while, and we we were given the word of God out. Uh, we had a, had a Bible school going. We weren't pastoring, but we were training people in a Bible school. And there was a group of Italians that rose up, and they, they, they knew the word, and they could preach the message. So it, it came onto my heart to put Italians on TV, you know, because, you know, we've seen John Wayne on television in Italy. Did you ever see John Wayne? If you know, his, he had a very distinct voice. And John Wayne is on TV in Italy with an Italian translator. Just doesn't have the same effect. It, it wasn't really John Wayne. Well, I felt in my heart that the Italians need to hear from the Italians, not from two Americans with voiceover, you know, but hear the Italians preach the message. So it came onto my heart to put the Italians on TV. <clears throat> and uh, I mentioned it to Patsy, and I mentioned it to our team, and they didn't have it in their heart at the time. And so, you know, those of you that are married understand that sometimes you feel like you may be one of you, you feel like you're against me, or, you know, you're not with me, and you feel all alone, and it kind of bothers you, and I was feeling that way. But Patsy made a statement to me that helped me. She said, I don't have that in my heart, but I will pray with you about this. And just the way that she said it, I thought, okay, I accept that. So I won't try to do this on my own. I'll stop and we'll pray about this. So we did that. So we didn't pray every single day, but after two years went by, 
Now, sometimes <laughs> what you need, you can't wait for two years. And I understand that. In this particular case, it wasn't an emergency and we had time. So after two years passed by, um, and we didn't pray every day, but when it came onto our hearts and we thought about it, we lifted it up in prayer, sometimes together, sometimes alone. But now two years, and I'm walking in our dining room uh, there in Italy, and Patsy's sitting at the dining table, uh, and all of a sudden, a plan fell from heaven into my heart. And it was so different, because uh, the original way that we were going to do this, here, here's the original way. Here was the list of our assets, two TV cameras and Italians who could preach. That's all we had. And here was a list of our missing assets, a building for a studio, all the equipment to fit out the building in the, in, and to, buy for, to have a studio, and then, of course, what was missing was God's plan to do it and his ability. That wasn't there, his blessing on it. It wasn't there. So those two years went by, we prayed, and then this plan drops in, and then all, all of a sudden there is a new direction. It's fresh from heaven, and here's what the Lord said. He said, write five pastors that you know. He gave me their names, Anthony Storino, Bill Anzavino, uh, John Nuzzo, Joe Caminetti, my brother, and Mike Caminetti. These, they're five Italian-American pastors. They all had a heart for Italy. You know, most Italians, when they leave Italy, they really get a heart for Italy. While they're there, they're not crazy about it. <laughs> but once they leave, they love Italy. <laughs> that was our family. All we when you say, what are you? We're Italian, but you don't sound Italian, but we're Italian. You know, I never said I was American. I always said I was, we just love Italy. So I, I knew these guys loved Italy like I did. I wrote him a letter, and the Lord said, make the vision really clear. So I shared what the Lord said. Each one of these pastors had their own TV ministry. They had larger churches with some finances. I wrote them. I told them the plan that we needed to fly 10 Italians to the States, put them in a hotel, feed them. We wanted to record six months of TV shows. That's a, one TV show per week to do six months, that's about 24, 25 shows, and then we needed to have them edited, and they needed to be converted from NTSC to PAL for the color system of Europe, and, and become TV ready, and so I wrote that to these pastors. Now, it's amazing when you hear from God how quickly things can happen. So, so I got an answer back from those pastors, and they said, we talked, we collaborated, and we feel like we should use... Uh, Bill Anzavino's church to do this in. We have a hotel that we already picked out. We will buy the airline tickets. We will fly the Italians there. We will put them in a hotel. We, were, we will feed them. We will do exactly what you ask, and it will cost you no money, zero. Now, you see the difference, like when you hear, you try to do stuff on your own, you have an idea, but then you get God involved and you see how he can meet every need and get it to come to pass. And it's so much easier than if you would have done it yourself. Is that making sense? So that's what happened. And it, it all happened. Then all we had to do, we found a TV station that we could put that on in the area after it was all done. And the Lord blessed us with finances. So Patsy and I were able to pay 
for that. We did it. We, we moved to Singapore and we were still financing the TV show in Italy. We did it for five years. The Lord blessed us with the finances to put it on TV once a week for I don't know how long. And then we knew when the season came. But that, that TV show uh, got uh, many Italians saved. There were Catholic nuns watching it, writing letters saying, thank you so much for the word. Uh, the church in the area that we work with, people began to come that got saved. They got established. So it was very fruitful because we got God's plan on it, okay? And it was easy. So <clears throat> with that in mind, here's a few things uh, about what we're talking about, um, just some things uh, that the Lord put in my heart, that there is a correlation throughout history be- between God supplying every need and the unusual commands He gave those who obeyed Him. I'll, I'll read it one more time. There is a correlation throughout history between God supplying every need and the unusual commands He gave those who obeyed them. You know, and, and even a, a little bit of a side journey here with this, we're talking about every need, but this is a need. Like when you get sick, it's a need. So we have uh, Annie sitting there. Uh, Annie, can you like stand up? So, per favore, grazie. Uh, that's Italian. She speaks Spanish, but uh, sorry. But this is Annie, and uh, she, she, under, she said capito. She understands Italian. She can speak some Italian too. But Annie, uh, a number when we were in our other building in Slacks Creek, she had sickness in her body. And I was just reading a scripture that had really nothing to do, the scripture about that we're blessed coming in and going out uh, in the Old Testament. And she was like really sick. And when I read that scripture, it came into her heart. This is like an unusual, irrational, odd command. But she heard that. And when she got home, the Lord said to walk back and forth over the threshold of your front door in and out of your house, and you were saying, I'm blessed coming in, I'm going out. And she did, and I guess your neighbors are watching, thinking you're like cuckoo, you know, as they say in Italy, pazzo, that means crazy, you know, and, uh, a, and plurality when it's plural, pazzis, that's a group of crazy people. So, you know, when we lived in Italy, pazzi's name, like, it, in, it, you know, that could, it, it could mean a group of crazy people. But anyway, the, her neighbors were thinking how odd that is that she keeps going across her threshold saying, I'm blessed coming in, I'm going out. But here's what happened. She followed that odd, irrational command and she, four hours, she did it for four hours and her body was completely healed, complete healing. Her kidneys. So there are just some times that there could be a correlation between God supplying every need and the unusual commands He can give before supplying those needs. And then, uh, you know, here's another thought. Miracles in almost all cases occur on the other side of obedience. So there always can be an exception, but in most cases, miracles will occur on the other side of obedience. In other words, God says, you take this step and you do this, and then on the other side of that, you have every need met and you have a miracle. And here's, here's another thought. Following God's plan leads to miracles. That's really simple. These are just different ways to say it. Another way to say it, obedience leads us to supernatural supply. So these are just all thoughts that we can say, you know, when God, he can, if we tune in and listen, He can give us sometimes even odd, unusual, and irrational things to do, but on the other side of that is supply needs being met, God, God coming through for us, okay? And it doesn't always have to be irrational, 
You know, as an example, like the Bible says to give and it's given back. Well, that's not irrational to give, but if we do that, he says he'll give back to us. All right, let's look at one last verse today. Let's jump down to verse number 11. So that says, so Simon Peter went abroad, aboard. I don't know why I keep wanting to say abroad. Uh, so Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of, a large, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. So as preparing for this, as I was, that jumped out, the net was not torn. And I, it just jumped out to me. And I thought, the Lord wants to say something about that. And so I just waited to hear what he wanted to say. And here's, here's something I feel like that he said for us, our, all of us that we're going to be here today, uh, concerning his plan when we get involved with him, there's going to be fullness, abundance, there's going to be satisfaction. He's going to take care of every need. But when he does it, here's what I felt like he said. God's plan doesn't break our nets. And I'll explain that. God's plan doesn't break our nets. So I said, Lord, well, what does that mean? Because he gave me that phrase. And so I said, Lord, what does that mean? And then he, he gave me the answer because he wanted us to hear this. He said, we can handle prosperity when we get it God's way. We can handle prosperity when we get it God's way. And that reminded me of a story of a friend of ours that uh, he, he's done very well as a minister. So our friend, he's giving a couple million dollar offerings to a few different ministries. So think about being in the ministry and being able to give a million dollar offering a couple times to people. And you know, uh, he's really blessed. But he said something that I thought, I love your heart and I love your motives here. I love that about you, that he said he has enough money to buy anything he wants. He can buy all the toys that you can play with. But here's what he said. He said, I chose not to buy anything that pulls me away from God's plans and purposes for my life. So when I buy a toy, I make sure it doesn't keep me out of church. I make sure it doesn't keep me away from God's plan. I make sure that my toys fit in God's plans and purposes for my life. When you get blessed and you get prospered by God, it won't break your net. It won't destroy your life. You can handle God's prosperity when you get it through Him. Secondly, you can handle authority, not just prosperity, but when, when we talk about your net won't, when you allow God to promote you and give you authority, like positions, titles, and all those, you can handle authority, positions, and titles that are given by God because you're ready. It's in God's timing. You're mature. He, he knows when to put us in places where we can handle our positions, titles, and authority. It doesn't break our net. We can handle responsibility when God gives it because when he gives it, he supplies the wisdom that we need for that responsibility, okay? So that's uh, what the Lord said about that. So, you know, it's a wonderful thing when, when you let God to be involved in your life. It, it's, it's a wonderful life. Father, I thank you so much for everyone that's here today. And Father, I trust that what we minister today will help and bless people, Father. Uh, that, that their Mondays and Tuesdays, this will make a difference throughout the week, 
uh, in their lives, Father, that, that there'll be abundance and fullness and wisdom and all, Father, that, we, that everyone can walk with you and that you can be involved in their lives and there can be fruitfulness, uh, challenges overcome, obstacles, uh, navigating through things that are difficult, all those things, Father, I thank you that you help each person today in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Um, before we dismiss today, if you're with us today and uh, you've heard everything that we said and you think, wow, the only thing missing in my life is that you keep talking about God and Jesus and about direction and God's help, but I don't know the Lord. But after hearing today about how good He is and how He can help my life, I would like to know the Lord. And if you're with us today and that's you, we want to help you get to know the Lord before we go out those doors. So just uh, in a few seconds, a couple minutes here, basically the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. We want to lead you in a prayer today so you can pray that prayer so that before you walk out the doors that you can get God in your life, that you can get Jesus in your life and your destiny will be changed. It'll be the best decision you ever made if you respond to that today. So I'm going to invite everyone to close your eyes and when we pray around here, we, we like to close our eyes because you can concentrate. It's really important you pray from your heart, from, from deep within. Okay, so let's pray this prayer together, and you can say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you came for me. You died for me. You took my sin. You went to hell for me. Jesus, I believe God raised you from the dead. Jesus, you are Lord. You are welcome in my life. You're welcome in my heart. You're welcome to be my Savior. Jesus, thank you that you first loved me. Because you first loved me, I now love you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.